I don't know that I like the name TikTok. I like the name. Oh, you do? Yeah. Like TikTok, TikTok, like TikTok. Times a times a times a. Be called talk. Times a wasting. We call it talk. The cool kids call it talk. They do. I don't think so. I made that up. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 87 of The Real Word. Word is up. Are you All sure right. about that? 87? Yeah, I was actually second guessing myself, but it is indeed 87. I feel like it should be like 13 away from 100. No. Oh, are we going to like, is that going to be celebratory? Oh, you think we'll hit that before the end of the year? Ooh, we should, right? We're going to be pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little quick in the head calendar math. We should, as long as you yeah, don't take months. too many vacations on, on don't take any filming vacations day? Nicole. i'm sorry i'm here on labor day uh, yes it is labor day happy labor day happy labor day weekend to everybody a little bit a couple days late maybe when you see this all right yeah. uh let's get into it we've got two rackets and then in our as we're like doing this new marketeer of the week <sighs> for a couple weeks there was the marketing moment i mean he can't let something sit for more than two weeks and <laughs> then he's got to change it, it again. we're doing this week we've got a marketeer of the week and a not marketeer of the week so as long as we get two every week and you're f- free to send them in to us yeah you know? oh our non-marketeer one actually was sent to us by a very loyal yeah. fan hit so. us up on instagram suave you always have the instagrams in here put the instagrams in here dm us some some absolute marketeers of the week and then some not marketeers so we've got mm-hmm. one of each for you this week but let's jump into our rackets uh this this top topic i'm really interested in mm-hmm. and so that is redfin publishing agent commissions on its website Mm -hmm. for its listings. So Mm -hmm. Redfin listings Mm -hmm. on the website are now going to show you what the buyer agent is receiving. So say they're getting two and a half bananas or 2.8 or 3.1 or three or two. Are they doing the percentage or are they giving? They actually show a percentage. They're showing the percentage. So not the actual number. They are showing you a percentage, and, okay. and then obviously that's going to be of the sale price. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so here in their example, and we're gonna there's two there's a realtor mag uh, link, and then inside of that realtor mag link is the blog that Redfin put out on August the nineteenth. Because I feel like sometimes when I do showings, like I'm printing out like the agent sheet and giving it to the buyer, so they and see it's what on I'm there. getting paid yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so this shows you here in their example. Buyer's agent commission, 2.8% in this example. Now, Redfin's not the first to do this. The Northwest MLS, uh, I want to make sure I get that name right. Price per square. Seattle area MLS also has already done this where they're showcasing what the buyer agent is receiving. Mm -hmm. And here's here's why, right? Let's get into why. Let's do that. Do you want to get into why, Nicole? I'd love to. So Redfin, they did a survey in last year. Was it last year? No, it couldn't have been last year. It must have been more recent. Anyways, they did a survey. I'll get you the date here in a second. Did a survey on how many of the buyers, the consumers, understand fully where or how the buyer agent, their buyer agent, is mm-hmm. getting paid. Right. And over half of the people said 
they don't have any idea or they're confused, they're not clear on how the buyer agent is being compensated. So before we move from that topic, though, I feel like they probably just don't care enough because if they cared enough and you really wanted to figure it out, wouldn't you ask more questions? Well, do they do they n care enough or are they getting information like this from buyer's agents? Hey, how much am I going to have to pay? What? How do I pay you again? And then the buyer, oh, don't worry about me. I work for you for free. Then they might just go. Oh, geez. Well, I hope I'm no one's saying not that. Not saying anything. Here. I mean, if anything, they're saying that the that the the because it's not really even in my or mind. Or they say a lot of times. Oh no, the the seller's agent pays me. The seller's, seller's broker agent. pays yes. me. Yes. Don't worry about it. The seller's agent the pays seller's me. Agent. And they go, yes. okay, okay. Yeah. Seller's agent's gonna the seller's pay agent you. Seller's agent pays you. A and so then a lot of times they don't say anything after that. But there's probably still questions. How are they paying you? Like. Is that a percentage of the sales price? Is it a flat fee? Are they paying you hourly? Like, am I, you know, am I going to get, you know, have to pay more in closing costs? Is this part of my closing costs? There's a lot of uncertainty yeah. there. Um, I don't know. I and I certainly think that a lot of, you know, buyers probably working with really good agents fully understand. And certainly people who have, you know, first time home buyers, I bet you there's massive confusion. But somebody that's sold, they get it because now they're hiring an agent mm -hmm. and, you know, typically how it works. And this is a lot of this right here, by the way, is just stemming from the the big, you know, class action lawsuit that's kind of hovering in the clouds right. somewhere over this industry right yes. now um, it, because it deals with the buy side. But if you're on the if you're selling your house as a consumer, you understand, hey, I'm going to be offering out or mm -hmm. my broker is going to be offering out a percentage of the commission, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like for us, if we're getting six bananas, we may offer out two and a half bananas and keep three and a half and show that up front to the listing agent. But do the buyers, when they're looking at five different homes in a tour, do they see what their buyer agent is, is receiving should they choose one of these homes to, to be the one that they purchase, right? Is it two, two and a half, three? And kind of if you're, you know, to me, I think the transparency around knowing what my buyer agent is going to be receiving from the listing broker is actually important. Be okay. I, I, here's why. Because if you're somebody who's working with an agent, you're not sophisticated in doing deals, this is maybe going to be your first transaction and, by the way, your biggest transaction of your life. And maybe you're working with an agent that you trust, you, you hired them, but maybe you don't trust them like you would uh, a family member or a best friend, right? Okay. There's still some uncertainty of like, am I getting screwed here? Right. And if they're really passionate about pushing one house or two houses, right? Like when I would work with buyers, I would never push any house. Like never. I would never sell a house. No. Nope. Uh, because that's, I, in my opinion, as a buyer agent, the way to show that you have absolutely no value. If you start pushing houses on your clients. Mm -hmm. uh, but why are you pushing this house so much? Are you getting three bananas and you would have only gotten two maybe rotten bananas on this one here? Is mm -hmm. that why you're pushing the house so much? Yeah, so I'm hearing all of that. I also, um, I've actually received checks from buyers because they felt as though I didn't get paid enough for the amount of yeah. time that I gave them, which was, I had, I gave it back because that is not allowed. Um, but I, I think it, I mean, it, I, I know that we're sort of concentrating on the, on like, you know, you're concentrating on sort of the negative side of a buyer's agent, I guess. I don't, I, I guess I just, 
Well, actually, what I'm the concentrating on. I, I'm hearing you. I just I feel like there, it's just there's so many conversations to be had around it. I do agree that, you know, it does obviously show transparency. But I also would really like to think that buyers are just like because, again, but what's I, the problem with more transparency? I believe. I, no, I'm not against it. I'm not at all against I think it. You just would hope that buyers are just also not like I just I don't know. Like, OK, so to me, the, there's two parts of this yes, conversation. Yes. One, we need more transparency yes. in real estate. And I believe I'm one of the agents that believes everything that we should see on the MLS, every stat that we see as agents. Oh, I'm not trying to hide it. I'm say. not. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll show. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, like we're not even really getting two and a half bananas, because if you really want to see where all the money is going and what I'm really taking home is a whole nother story. That, that's a great point. You know, the 2.8 is super misleading. Your buyer agent that you're working with is not receiving the yeah. 2.8. If they're on a brokerage and a team, there's going to be two splits right there. They're going to have expenses on this transaction. So there's going to, right? Mean, guys, they're going to pay taxes. I mean, guys, have been working with them potentially for three years. Right? And, and I so, mean, so people aren't going to, likely they're going to see 2.8 and they're not going to do all of the math. Taxes are a part of that that you don't see, right? Because this is off the top. So number one, I, I just believe though that all consumers should see market stats uh, as readily available as agents do mm -hmm. and all the information. Right. So I believe in that. Number two, and what I've been screaming on the internet for about seven years, if your business is buyer agent heavy, if you're a buyer agent by trade, if you're somebody who works with a lot of buyers and most of your business, the majority of your business is helping buyers, you are extremely vulnerable. You are as close right now to being dead as you've ever been in this industry based solely off of commission compression. It is happening everywhere around us on the buy side. And this is just another example because you're now gonna get retraded on the services that you're providing because at, over time, over the next three years, you're gonna see more and more brokers do this. You're gonna see more and more uh, portals, online portals doing this. And your buyer is going to say, listen, I'm $5,000 away. I know you're getting 2.8 on this. Let's oh. make this work. You're telling me you I really want all me the to time. get this house. Like, hey, and I'm like, I'm sorry. How much do you think I'm actually getting paid that I can cover your $5,000 closing costs? Like, and, and what this will do over time when there's enough of these conversations of like, hey, my buyer agent is providing this service and they don't want to chip in. I'm just going to go have that conversation with the listing agent. If you're not today becoming a dominant listing agent in whatever market you work in, you're not even going to have the opportunity to negotiate your commission with the clients when they're retrading you. You better start scooping up inventory if you haven't already, because that is absolutely the name of the game. I End agree. Of story. I, I guess you also just really desperately need to show your value. I mean, most buyers I feel like have been coming to me, especially from out of state, because they they need to know about the town. They need like that. I've got children, so they want to know about like the school, like so. Or you carving do, you out do like a niche. Show, like you do need to show your value. You definitely need to show your value if you're going to stay in that space. And carving out a niche, like we talked about it uh, on one of our magical marketing moments. Oh, what God, you're it's doing not called magical anymore. Uh, with the house of social media, but like like literally, if I'm an investor in this market. I'm calling you right. because I want to have the upside of not only you being able to find the deal because you've shown consistency in doing that, but on in terms of your eye on, hey, you know, if I were to buy this and knock this, what do you think about like the layout right. on the resale? Yeah. 
that's where where no, you a definitely great need buyer to show agent can, value because you're value. you're right. I mean, they will just trade you, or they will go with a listing agent. Where, you know, again, I mean, we go over we go over those in scripts too. Like, is really going with the listing agent like your and, best and your best bet? You know, what I mean, we and we, here's we the thing: I, I can come off a little heavy when I say like buyer agents are dead. I just mean ninety percent of them. Like, right. I think there'll be some really good, great buyer agents and. And people that have past clients and yes. clients that call them from out of state and say, hey, go look at these three houses. Tell me which yes. one I should buy. And yes. I buy it. I just wanted to make that clear. Of course. A hundred percent. I'm talking general overall the market. Like we're people that are sitting at the desk doing desk duty. We're going to go from on that as business. Yeah. We're going to yeah. go from one point four million people in NAR to eight hundred thousand. And it's and it, we're not going to see a re pop back up to one point four someday. Like we need less agents in the future. The end of the story. For sure. All right. Although, don't you feel like there's so many popping up? How many messages do you get? Like, hey, I'm going to get it. I'm going to yeah. get it. Yeah. Lots. Holy. Lots. But that's that's uh, consistent. All right. Okay. Consistent for a good market. Anyway, um, here we go. Racket number racket two. two. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. What do you think about the first racket? It's great. It's great. It's great. Good. All right. Racket number two. Coldwell Banker NRT is seeing top agents and teams jump ship the latest is 130 million dollar cb team jumping over to keller williams uh they've done business in somewhere in california beverly hills beverly hills you've seen a lot of these coldwell banker uh beverly hills california agents jump ship chris cortazzo recently who's mm -hmm. usually like in the mix for number one individual mm -hmm. agent yep uh, he's been Coldwell Banker's top agent and number three agent in country and sales volume, according to Real Trends. So he had number three this year, uh, and that's you know after basically half. He's a Malibu agent, half a Malibu burned down. He's still number three. Ginger mm -hmm. Glass, the seventy uh, first ranked agent mm -hmm. in sales volume, they both made the switch over to Compass. Compass. Okay, so I want to make. I mean, this they have fly signs. I don't blame people at all. The signs get you, huh? They do. All right, so I don't. I don't want to make this about you know the problems with maybe specifically Coldwell Banker, NRT, or, you know, Real G uh, brands. Uh, and we all know what's going on kind of with the stock price and all of that. I want to make this a general conversation around brokerages, whether you're a small indie brokerage, whether you're privately owned but not so small, or right. whether you're like one of these brands that, that are publicly traded mm -hmm. and, and so on, that when your brand, okay, does not speak to your agents or the consumer. And most of these real estate brands, by the way, aren't speaking to the consumer at all. Like right. I can just paint a blanket statement across, except for outside maybe some like really unique hyper-local indie brands. Right. Um, when you look at these big names, they're not really speaking to the consumer, not in a way that Zillow is or, or Redfin, who we talked about earlier. But when they're not speaking to the agent mm -hmm. and the top agents of a brand that they absolutely want to represent and right. that they're proud of representing in 2020. And they've probably been representing them for a while, right. too. These, oh, Cortazzo's been at CB for years, and I don't know about this um, particular, you know, we'll link up the article as we yeah. always do. This is an Inman article. But when you're not speaking to these top agents and brands and you're having to go out. Now, the argument is, and we see the Compass lawsuit, well, Compass is going out and paying for people. Listen, I don't want to hear that crap mm -hmm. because CB's been doing it and everybody else, yes. by the way, um, all the brokerages have been doing that for years. Yes. Okay, so that is a lame loser excuse. Mm -hmm. It's all about agents flipping over 
yeah, maybe a signing bonus, but they could leverage their own brand into to giving them more money if they needed it. It's the brand that they're proud of standing behind and one that they see as a fit for their business in 2020 and beyond. And the brokerages that don't start to really innovate how they're going to invest in individual agent top team brands are going to continue to see people exodus at a really rapid rate over the next few years. Like I'm, I'm probably even more passionate about this because it speaks to what we talk about all the right. time with brand yes. than I am even, uh, you know, about the, the commission thing. This right. is a really good show, by the way. It's I'm, a, I'm, I'm liking this. Well, one. that's because you're talking a lot. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really you're taking doing it. I mean, I, I just feel bad like, about it. It's okay. I feel like I should just like need water. Do you should I grab you a water? I could use a water, actually. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> At least I'll have something to do over here. Yeah. No, I think what again, I think I think you're right. I think what's super interesting is that again, the 130 million in sales, I mean, the amount of like transactions that are even currently pending that they now have to deal with. Oh yeah. are clearly uh, like the, this will disrupt their business. Uh, it yeah. will 100% disrupt their business and not even just immediately like probably for at least a year it will take them to finally really not even recoup loss but just like be like steady again and they still didn't want to stay knowing that that was going to be the outcome which is I think the most important thing for people to see is that like these people are like if you're happy where you are you're not looking anywhere else you're not you're not tempted by anything else I mean we approach I approach you know agents regularly and they're like no I'm happy where I am and like you know that like they're being given what they were promised and they're happy and they're doing exactly what they want to do and uh, something else about you know a lot of the brokers getting hung up on what different brokerages are doing in terms of sign-on bonuses. A lot of these teams, a lot of these top brokers that are switching are approaching that brokerage that they're getting the big sign-in bonus for. They're going and saying, they're recruiting their next brokerage because it aligns with how they believe their business is today right. and evolving into the future. Right, yes. Yeah. So, great show Byron I think this is a great show Nicole I'm great glad show. I'm glad you were here for it yes um <laughs> all right I think this is I it's think interesting. it's I think all the brokers out there right now that are not trying to operate as a startup and bringing on their executive staff people that get it 2020 are absolutely in, in, in a position to have this happen well, to them and where I think, agents continue to flee. And I think that that's the most important because, again, you're seeing – and, again, maybe I shouldn't – I'm sort of – well, yes. I think that there are some there are some companies that have just – they've held on to people maybe a little too long – you know, on, on the back they've, end. They've held on to what's have. always worked for them. The yes. amount of the amount of uh, print, the money that we're spending as an industry on print, and yes. these brokers are spending on print. And what they're paying they feel their like people they have in order to do, it to do because, the print. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you need new blood. They've got a marketing department that for the last 25 years has been literally doing creative around print. And now they're going in there and saying, we got to get hooked on the social media. And they're like, huh? What? Right. I'm here to do the newspaper ads. Right. Right, you know, I'm doing logos. I'm doing the mags, the magazines. All right, we've got our marketeer of the week. Yep. And then we'll do our not marketeer. You definitely want to stick around for the not marketeer. It's insane. I don't know. I don't feel like I like not. Not marketeer. Yeah, the marketeer. The unmarketeer of the week. And the, the, the not so marketeer. Not so. The, the not, not so, so marketeer. All right. All right, number one, let's give it up to Denver's West and Main Homes. I, we love this West and Main logo. Yep. Absolutely. I haven't seen it. I'm just. Well, it's got the little plus sign. I know, just we like, like our the company. plus signs. We like plus signs. So we're one in company here in Connecticut. We got a little plus sign. Mm -hmm. They've got this snazzy 
uh, plus sign in their logo. I love feel like that. We should go there. I feel like, I feel like got, there's a lot happening in Denver. Yeah, I mean, he looks happy. He Look looks ridiculously him. happy. He's just wearing like a long sleeve T-shirt. So this is the founder he's doing owner. What you wanted to do for the last year? Yes, Stacy Staub. I've been wanting to do this. Get he's getting local artists. We can maybe put this picture up. It's an Inman article, but we'll put the picture up if you don't want to go over to the article. Uh, he's using his wall space in his office to showcase local artists and pop up events, and it's got really cool art. Right. I guess that's the biggest fear was saying, hey, just come hang some art in my art. My well, I you think you it. also need to be in a community, though, like that is encouraging art because it seems like there's some Super art walk guy. events. So, I mean, there's it seems like what he's doing, um, he's like sort of hopping into maybe something that's already going on there because we don't have real, we don't have art walk events. He looks really hip and, Niantic, and and so. What I like about it is you can have these little events that start conversation that right. promote other businesses right. in your community and uh, just another person to meet. Word of mouth. Yes. So Good that's job. our marketeer of the week. Our not so marketeer of the week is a realtor in Nashville who published a photo of him engaged in what did you call it? Well, let's just call it a sex act. A sex act. Now you don't want to use your term. Well, what we was can your use term? Fellatio. A, a fellatio act. A fallacious <laughs> act. <laughs> in a listing. I love how you're not using your noun properly. For a Nashville home, so Miguel Calvo, congrats, Miguel. He's probably pissed. He actually threatened a lawsuit he on, did, on the people that wrote this article because mm -hmm. they called him and they asked him if this was true. Hey. There's a well, um, they, I think they asked him if like if it was on purpose or, or on yeah. or by mistake. He, he put up and please don't sue us, bro. This is already published. Everyone out there is sharing this article. But he um, he put 31 uh, photos up of his little his, of listing, his listing, a three hundred ninety nine thousand dollar listing. And one of them, he just must have, you know, had it in the same folder. You know, he, he's. Obviously, saving some other photos on his phone for later memories, maybe you memories, know, maybe a throwback memory, if you will, whatever it was, and that was mixed into the to the group. So the when magical, they called the him, he was waiting for the magical, the magical, magical moment. This could have been a magical moment. <laughs> magical See, I knew there was there was legs to that name, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to end this now. All right, this is over. <laughs> uh, we're gonna. There's a scoop. Nashville article. We'll link oh, that man. up if you're interested in in seeing maybe a blurred out version of the photo. It is in there. It is definitely um, in there. I feel bad for Miguel because I feel like this was probably an honest mistake. I mixed would in. really like to think that it's an honest mistake. And I don't know, uh, <sighs> but if People if you're not doing it. professional photos at this time, Miguel, this would solve the problem because they deliver a. Folder yeah. or maybe of the I, photos or maybe you use. I think maybe he just needs like an assistant. An assistant to maybe double do check. It, do do it for you. There is a learning moment here. There's many. Well, yeah, so, you think? I'm looking forward to Miguel getting on the marketeer of the week at some point. Oh well, maybe we reach out to Miguel. I mean, he may need some help. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you've got any marketeers, not marketeers, DM us on Instagram and and make us aware of those. We'll, we'll mention you. I know, do we, should we mention the, the person that sent us the not marketeer, Melanie? We love Melanie. Melanie She's always hey. dropping us some good nuggets. This Yay. Was a good, this is a good, a good nugget. I love it. All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, until next week. Bye, guys. Hit that like button. Oh, no. What is it? Smash the like button. Smash. Thank you. Smash. Keep it real.